Whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need. Welcome to the morning shift. It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman. Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson. I have my butt shoot by Nick Saban a few times. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru Bo Morgan. You know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? It's a new experience. And a new take on a sports morning show. The morning shift is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. It is Thursday. We are here on the morning shift, live in the Kia studios. Mike, Bo, and Tiff here with you, holding it down. We're so much closer to the weekend and really close to a lot of this news that is going on up in Indianapolis Something at the Combine. You know, on? maybe some meetings went down, but we'll get to that in a second. Anything interesting last night? No? Okay, cool. Well, my favorite I'm part saying. of the morning is uh, <laughs> Tiffany's turning up the volume for her headset. She's well, like, why, why, won't, why won't it come on? <laughs> she, she looked at me like, what's the deal? Oh, my headset's aren't in. Yeah, that uh, would help. I um, couldn't hear oh, because I did not. Have you had, had your one. coffee yet? No, and I wanted to go get it, yeah. but we, know we had a meeting. I went coffeeless today. Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Well, no, no, rephrase. I never uh, thought that ten minutes of somebody's day I, I, would yeah. just throw everything this off. Big of a topic. Yeah, you 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 it's can just see the tone because you dadded me, and I don't like being talked to Which like one, today. No. Oh no. Just you know before. I'm just I'm carrying the resentment, so it takes me a minute to shake it off every morning. Yeah. All right. The whole uh, <laughs> I don't hold a grudge thing does not does <laughs> no, not. No, he's mad. At me. I'm not mad at all. I, I, I'm rolling with the punches, Tiff. This is what that looks like. Just the, my coffee comes. My coffee cup is empty. I I'm, I do it. not have coffee today. It's uh, it's it's an it's interesting. I'm trying to I'm Why trying did to you throw stop? because yesterday um, I, I I crashed when I got home yesterday, and I was like, I need uh-huh. to really kind of tone down the um, the intake. This I've just. Been, this I've is interesting because I've had this caffeine in, already. This is Wait, interesting is though. I've had caffeine Wait, no, already. Well, this is, is interesting? interesting. This is interesting because when I did the water cleanse by yeah. myself, yeah, some people quit <laughs> on me. Um, that the other dying. the other day, I uh, so I, ever since then I have sh- I've cut out a lot of the caffeine in my life. You guys see that I, this is a flavored water right here. This is Mio, <laughs> sure, but this is not the right. caffeine. This is not the caffeine in it. I will only drink. I will only drink about three bottles a day now that have caffeine in it. Whereas before, I was probably drinking ten to eleven, and so I've cut out a lot of caffeine. Wait, 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 wait. I drink up again. I drink a lot of water. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's not water if it's got that much caffeine in it, bro. Uh, But 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 for a while there, I'd gotten a habit where every bottle of water would have mio in it, and it was always the caffeine mio. And I have cut that out. Yeah. How much caffeine were you? A lot, a lot, a whole freaking lot. And yeah. I've and I, when I did the water cleanse, one of the things I kept trying to tell you is that the the the, the cleanse for me, or whatever you want to, the fast, whatever you want to call it, wasn't just about like it wasn't a weight loss thing. It was a total reset of the body. And I wanted to I wanted to change some habits. And to me, I don't believe in. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know. Um, Wean myself off of something. No, if you're going to do it, you do it. You go all in, 
and then you reset. And so that was one of the things. So I have cut back massively on my caffeine intakes. All right. And the person to my left was like, I think you need to get back on the caffeine because, you know, oh, this and that. And now he's over there like, hey, I'm cutting out caffeine. No. Can I speak now? Maybe. I had yeah. caffeine. It just didn't come in the form of coffee. I already had my caffeine. So what was your caffeine? I'm doing a little bit. I had a, uh, a Monster Zero this morning. That's even worse. Well, it was 90 milligrams. That's the same as what you're drinking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that. Well, I, 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 drink, I do drink Monster Zero and Red Bull Zero with um. If anyone's the pinnacle of beverage health, it would, it would be me right now. Because when yeah. I'm putting it in vodka, it's a little bit different. Well, look, I, I, had, a, uh, I had 90 milligrams of Monster Zero this morning on the way in. I'm not going to drink coffee. Because yesterday, I'm just telling you all right now, I, I had a bunch of stuff I had to do yesterday. And I didn't really do any of it. But I, how I, is I, like, that different? Crashed. How is it different? How is one monster? How big is that? Like, because what I was doing before, I was having, um, I was having some caffeine before I got here, and then I was consuming a, a huge cup of coffee. Oh, when you I never was here. said that. So yeah. you would have caffeine at home, right? I would have something on the way in. You guys are crazy. So can well, I ask I this? Probably. At why won't? Why don't you just cut out that and then just have the coffee? Uh, because I like to be awake for the beginning of the show. And if I'm just sipping coffee throughout, it takes me a lot longer to wake up. And I just show up. up like me. Roll the yeah. dice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, look how, look <laughs> how it works for Tiffany. My personality doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not okay with that brand of, uh, of life you, you know, live. I'll go get some coffee probably. I hope me and you never have to break. fly somewhere uh, together. And, no. and arrive at the airport. I will no. be I will be pacing at the gate waiting on you to get there. That's why I, there's no way me and Lindsay are alike. Cause oh, no, no, no. For sure. <laughs> for sure alike. Like she, when me and her do stuff, dude, when my wife, I'm just telling you, she is, she is right on line with that. There's she no always way. looks at me she like, why like are you being so be ridiculous? Nicer. She has to be much nicer than me. Well, uh, no. <laughs> you know what's funny is my wife and I used to work at the same place and all of our coworkers, I was like the person that the football guy that yelled and I was this big dude and she would be like, I'm definitely the mean one in our household. And everybody would be like, no way. And she'd be like, I'm definitely the mean one in our Well, household. I believe that. Yeah, I'm just saying I, there's no way. Yeah. I, I, I need to meet Lindsay. I still have she's, not met uh, Lindsay yet. She's crazy, man. So she's we crazy. can. In a, in a charming way. So I can crazy. say things about you to her and we can laugh. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just I'm, listen, this exact, she would love that. She would love that. <laughs> she would love that. Okay. Let's get back to talking. Uh, I mentioned the draft earlier, or not the draft, but the combine that's going on up in Indianapolis. And a lot of meetings going down. This is a place where deals are made, where you get to sit down and interview maybe your quarterback of the future. So yesterday, USC quarterback Kayla Williams, the potential top overall pick, he came to the scouting combine and he met with the Bears, the Commanders, the Patriots, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Jets, Giants, and Vikings. So he's doing meetings, but he is not testing or doing on the field work. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to read nothing into it that he met with the Falcons. Just due diligence. Just, yeah, I mean, you know, it just is one of those things. Didn't the Falcons meet with Bryce Young last year? Uh, and, and a number of other things. Yeah. There was just, there was never any threat that that was, that was going to be a thing. I don't think for the most part. Um, I, I guess it's cool. I mean, you might as well get a, get a handle on what, what some of your trade partners could be going through or what they might be looking at. I think that's the, the best angle to look at it. And, you know, it, it could be one of those things where you're trying to trade up to three and the other team is trying to say, well, I don't know, we were really impressed with this guy. And you're like, nah, man, we had him in the meeting room. He ain't that great. 
You know what I mean? So just doing due diligence and a little bit of research is probably the way to go back. They have the eighth overall pick. I don't. I don't agree a hundred percent with that. Anything can happen about Caleb Williams. I mean, you all you're going to meet with all these guys. You're you're also meeting with Jaden Daniels and um, Drake May. Uh, You'll you'll meet with I'm sure Knicks and 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 Penix, um, as well as JJ McCarthy. But I don't I don't agree that there's nothing into it. I do think that some of it is due diligence. I also think it's just like. Remember when the Falcons were interviewing like 45 candidates for head coach, some of which we knew weren't real candidates like, uh, what's our, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Brady? Joe Brady, yeah. Up in uh, yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. And I was talking to someone, in, you know, in, in the organization, and I don't want to give everything away they told me because they didn't want me to give everything away, but they're like, yeah, why wouldn't we? We have a chance to meet with, with, with anybody we want, uh, and, you know, with, that that'll, we will be granted permission to meet with. And interview them. Who knows what we find? Also, some of that, to your point, why would you interview Bryce Young? Because you know he might be going to your rival, right? And you well, might yes. be able to pick his yeah. brain a little bit, get a little, get a little bit of in, insider knowledge of what makes him tick, and that does help you play guys. That does help you scheme. How much? information you would give as that draft pick. I guess you don't know what's going to happen, but maybe the Panthers have already been like, we're taking you. Yeah. We're taking you. Well, they didn't don't have that pick yet. But they didn't have that pick this yet. Is, this is true. But I would say this. like you can some These are young guys, and this is job interview, really, for a lot of these guys. Sometimes you can, you can – if you see something on film, maybe you've seen something that you're like, I want to ask and see how they would answer this. Because it tells me of maybe it gives me some insight on why he's doing these things. Yeah. Because these guys study. Look, there's a, these are million dollar decisions made by billion dollar companies, and so you don't take them lightly. And you do not, if you are a good organization, you don't, um, you don't, you don't not do your due diligence. You don't get every little piece of. That's why they have private investigators, you know, do research on these guys. No, it's a, they are very thorough with this process. You did mention Drake May uh, as well, and uh, you also brought up Jaden Daniels, who, by the way, spent Monday and Tuesday uh, at the combine meeting with the Falcons, Bears, Commanders, Vikings, Jets, Giants, Patriots, Raiders, Seahawks, and Saints. Man. Again, he's not doing any on the field testing. We talked about that. During the week, same situation as Caleb Williams. Just there for meetings. I got two things here. Uh, number one, that is I, – I, I'm just going to tell you all, and I talked to Carl and Mike yesterday about this. That's got to be miserable. Like, look at the number of teams he's meeting with in a two-day period. And same for Drake May. Add in the fact that he's probably at the hospital getting MRIs. He's probably doing all this other stuff, taking drug tests in the morning, all this other crazy stuff, and he's actually going through – think about that now the eight or nine biggest job interviews of his entire life going on in a two-day span, back-to-back-to-back. That sounds like absolute misery. Second thing is, on the list of Jaden Daniels' teams, does any one of these teams jump out to you as you kind of scratching your chin and going, huh, that's interesting. I'll go over them again. Falcons, Bears, Commanders, Vikings, Jets, Giants, Patriots, Raiders, Seahawks, and Saints. Yes, the Saints. Saints. I mean, (laughs) does that not make you all scratch your head just a little bit? Well, well, I, I I would look yeah. in I would look into it more. Of maybe you, you're doing your due diligence, like I just said about the fact that could be playing in your division, or he's a hometown guy and not a hometown guy, but he just played at LSU. Played at LSU. He's not he's not like from yes. New Orleans, but sure, he played right there. The 
the whole Kenny Pickett uh, Pittsburgh Steelers thing going on? Is that what you're saying? Maybe you want it. Well, no, I, I think it's a little bit different because they actually needed. They actually did not. They needed a quarterback. Like, right. Well, yeah, if you look at the Saints and it, um, Derek Carr dealt with a number of injuries last year. Yeah. You still have. That's the only time, Tiff, that I actually know. got an update on my phone that had three injuries listed as why he was out. It was, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you, Derek though. Derek Carr is listed as, pro, uh, as, uh, as out for the game, head, back, shoulder. You know, I, I and I'm be. not saying anything's going to happen. I'm just no, throwing that out there. Well, I can tell you that they're not moving on from Derek Carr this year as far as no, financially. They, no, they, he can't. will be on their roster. They're in a bad enough cap space. But, hey, maybe – Maybe you do it after next year. I have to look. I have to go back and check the contract, but I think there was an out after year two. I'd have to double check. But where do the Saints draft again? Uh, they are probably like eleven or twelve or thirteen. So thinking, too far you get us. a kid that played at LSU. I don't know. Maybe would you give up the the house to try to get a Jaden Daniels? And you still have a veteran quarterback no. there that he can maybe learn from if you needed that. I wouldn't, and the reason is because they are. So they're so far off in the cap and, and negatively. They've been this way for ten years. They they it's be nice for them to have their draft picks so they can continue to build through that and replenish through that. I would think it'd be a bad move, but hell, I don't. I hope they do just so they they puts them even further back. Even though they'll have maybe the best quarterback in the draft. I was gonna say careful. I was gonna. <laughs> All right, more draft talk, more combine talk when we come back here on the morning shift. We'll hear what. Falcons new coach Raheem Morris thinks about the importance of meetings going down up in Indy. That's next year on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 the game. Good morning. Yeah! Back to more of the morning shift with Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 929 the game. Call it pop bubble sparks. Booty This is so funny and fitting that you would play the song because driving in this morning, I can, you were listening to this. No, someone had booty on their license plate in front of me. They were driving probably way below the speed limit in the left lane, second to left lane, trash move. But still, I looked up because I was approaching this car quickly. I was like, this guy's going really slow, and then I see booty. And something else on the back of the license B-O-O-T-Y. plate. Was B-O-O-T-Y. So was uh, was was their trunk rattling? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just shocked. Go that out, they, leave, uh, leave right now. You're expelled. <laughs> I'm just shocked that somebody was able to actually like claim that plate before anybody else. I mean, there's other, you know, you know, other, what? another word attached to it, but oh. uh, what? But booty was on the the. The first part of the plate. What was oh. the other word? I don't want to say somebody's license plate on. You know, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, but I can. I can imagine. I, I think you can when it's a customized thing like that and just booty something. I mean, let's just call. Let's you say just, booty funny. <laughs> booty. Booty. <laughs> <laughs> I call, I picked up on it too. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I'm right there with you. I was like, it's booty. 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 <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Catching so sorry. catching strays over there. Yeah, you two have been a little bit of a tag team lately on me. I don't appreciate it. I go back. I like to decide who I like on different days. Mm. Yeah. Same. I think I think Tiffany's trying to build her persona based on like this, <laughs> the your favorite you know, your favorite sting where it's like maybe I'm WCW, maybe I'm NWO. You just Something don't know. 
Sometimes she's Hulkamania. Sometimes she's Hollywood. Yeah, is I mean, she, what it is? she's uh, her 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 persona is very bipolar at times. You don't know which Tiffany you're getting. You never know. That's the guy keep you guys on your toes. Yeah, well, I made day day last, so I'm I'm done for the rest of the day. This hour brought to you by Morgan and Morgan injured hire Morgan and Morgan America's largest injury law firm. All right, back up to Indianapolis, and that is where Atlanta Falcons head coach Raheem Morris. Will he discuss the importance of doing these combine interviews? When guys get in those rooms and they have the ability to get uncomfortable in those rooms and you're sitting there with the light on you with a bunch of people sitting around you don't know, I love to see when those guys' personality and they get really comfortable in those spaces, right? Because we're in uncomfortable environments all the time playing this game. You're in uncomfortable environments just all the time doing what we do. So those guys that thrive and they shine in those uncomfortable environments are the guys that we love to be able to bring a part of us. We're those guys that we love and want to make them a part of what we do. And when you find those guys, they, they, they stand out, and they stand out in a good way. And it's about adding those kind of guys to what we want to do here. I mean, Atlanta Falcons head coach Raheem Morris, who joined our Andy and Randy. Yeah. I, it Look. <laughs> My mic is on. The easiest way to me to explain what they're doing with these quarterbacks, whether you think they've already figured out who they're going to get or with a trade or a free agent or, or – you know, uh, somehow try to find a way to draft. Think about it like this. How many head coaches do we interview in uh, January? It felt like 40, right? I mean, it was really 15 or 16. 40 meetings, it, though. It, I tell yeah. you that. Yeah, with, 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 the, uh, with the second, second meeting. Second round of interviews, yeah. yeah. They're, they're interviewing – you're interviewing a quarterback because they, the quarterback is a little bit different than a lot of positions because it is one of those positions to me. And Mike, I want to get your take. Y- y'all's take, but especially you know you you playing um, in a huddle with these guys is you as much as you want your quarterback to ride the momentum and, and play with passion, they also have to be cold and very calm and collect. And you know you a quarterback can't throw. I, I thought me and Archer have had this conversation before, where uh, there was a time one time I made a mistake in the in radio booth, and I was like, we're in a break, and I'm I'm beating myself up about it. He's like, hey man, he's like. I ain't, gonna say, I ain't gonna say every word, but he's like, you throw a pick six, you gotta clear your head and get right back in the game. And yeah. that's what you need from your quarterback. And it's it's the same way they play. If you make a bad throw and it's just a horrible throw, or do you miss or it's almost intercepted, you need the quarterback to completely clean that out. It's the whole gunslinger mentality, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one step further with you guys. Have you ever heard the term social chameleon? Right? Yeah. In a lot of Someone ways. Someone tried to call me that one time. I didn't like it. Uh, with all due respect, I don't think that really fits you. Good. Uh, I will say this. I think quarterbacks need to be social chameleons in a lot of different ways. You have to develop relationships with people that are maybe nothing like you or maybe just like you and, and people that are on opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, uh, uh, Caleb McGarry might not be like Tyler Algier, who might not be like Kyle Pitts, who might not be like Jake Matthews, who might not be like Raheem Morris and whoever else you're dealing with. Like you have to be a, you have to have those relationships. You can't just say, well, you know, me and him aren't into the same thing, so we don't really get along and don't communicate. That's not what a quarterback can do. He can't do that. Of all the positions in sports, a quarterback has to have relationships with everybody on that offense and on that team. He is the face of that team. He has to know some of the defensive players. They have to believe in him. He has to believe in them. And so it's a little bit different mindset. And you talk about being able to bounce back, make throws, uh, you know, 
last play doesn't matter. I'm going to go out there and have the gunslinger mentality. Yes, but I'm going to go one step further and say when it's March, right, when 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 Tom Brady is calling seven-on-sevens out in California, right, you have to have those relationships with, with those guys to be able to call them and be like, yo, what's up? What are you doing? Hey, let's go get this work in, right? And, and if you don't have that attitude, if you don't have that persona, if you're not a social chameleon in a lot of different ways, the way that we see some of the great quarterbacks are, then you won't be able to develop those. I mean, we talked about Kirk Cousins yesterday putting on his grill and, 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 and tweeting that out and having fun with that. He is a guy who he's a certain way, but you know that he gets along with everybody and can communicate with everybody at a high level. And that's why you see teammates like Justin Jefferson or Jordan Addison or whoever it may be going out of their way to say, look, we want this guy back in the fold. It's not like that everywhere, man. It's really not. And, and, and the people that can that can kind of smooth those, uh, smooth those relationships are the ones that have success a lot of times. You're doing great, sweetie. Dang. When you look at I'm one more and you got to contribute to the fine. We're going to start finding you I for that. I try to be respectful of when, you know, Mike was on a good, good roll there. So I, I turn my mic off in case I – have to sneeze or cough or something. Burp you know, and then I forget to turn it back on. But now it's back on. Sniff, grind. And my point was trying to think about some of those Super Bowl teams that I've gotten to cover. And you look at the quarterbacks from those teams, and it was okay, Cam Newton for, for Carolina. Yeah. And you could see those clips going around at practice of Cam blasting Beyonce, singing to the music, guys kind of just feeding into that, thinking it was hilarious. Or Cam is just hamming it up. Cam's being Cam. We love Cam. Then you look at Matt Ryan here um, in Atlanta when they went, and that was, I mean, you could you've been around Matt a lot, yeah, and you could probably attest to just who he is in yeah. that locker room. He, so. he his relationship with guys like Julio and Roddy and Tony and Michael Turner and all these other guys were it was incredible, right? He he, he could have the serious conversations because they knew what he was about, and they had a good relationship with him to where he could hold them. To, Roddy was a hard guy to kind of kind of reel in for a lot of his career. But Matt was able to do that and say, look, dude, calm down. This is what I need you to do. I'll get you the ball when this well, happens. And, and they developed that relationship. I also think in these meetings that – boy, Steve Smith, look, he put on a few pounds. I also think in these meetings that um, you you also can kind of figure out how these guys process things and how quickly their mind moves, which what has Raheem Morris and Terry Fontenot said since the press conference, they the day that they were uh, that Raheem was introduced, they, they talked about being an elite processor. And don't think you can't – you know good and well, and these teams set up. You, you've heard all these weird questions at the Laskins interviews and stuff. These teams have little things that they, they'll come. Maybe they'll come back. They'll say something at the beginning, and then they'll come back to see if you remember or see, or they'll ask you a question that you have to go through quickly. They're, they're trying to figure that out too. There's so much. I told Dylan this the other day. Me and Dylan were talking about this on uh, yesterday, I think, before the show call. And he's like, "Didn't you say the other day?" And I said, "Yeah." This when I hear that. Oh, he's not testing or doing on field work. I don't care. Not, not, not test. Don't, don't care. I don't care if they're throwing at this combine. These meetings are more important than if they're throwing to random guys, running random routes, I, I, or running a forty. Uh, you know, with with no no pads and none of that matters. What matters is 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 this part of that. You can see all that, and you have all of that on film. But how who they are is a very important part of the process when you're picking a quarterback. Picking a quarterback is different than picking every other position. That's why it's the hardest one to figure out. That's why, And not everyone can play that in the NFL. When we come back on the morning shift, spring training underway. Braves and Phillies will recap that action from yesterday. 
We'll also hit a TV's timeout on the other side on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Mornings on the Game means more of the morning shift. Nice. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are back here on the morning shift. Want to let you guys know that today we got jam-packed day with guest here and so we are going to move the wake-up call to 7 40 today so again our wake-up call not at eight o'clock today it will be at 7 40 to accommodate uh the guests that we have on this show which does include draft analyst tony pauline and atlanta united fullback brooks lennon will be joining us later on all right we got some braves to get to right now and they Finish in a 7-7 tie yesterday against the Phillies in spring training as the games continue. It's like kissing your sister. You get a tie in spring <laughs> training. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you didn't heard that before? Everyone's faces. <laughs> I mean, we've heard it before, but Deja, as you can see, Deja's face was like, <laughs> like, where are you going with this? <laughs> All right. Uh, now, obviously, the result of the game yesterday stands for itself. I want to bring up the uh, YouTube special that the Braves do, uh, that they uh, released their first. It's kind of the, It's kind of a shorter, hard knock style of their spring training. Uh, if anybody out there is listening, it was, um, they, they released this, tw- I think it's a 12 or 13 minute video on YouTube on their socials yesterday. Got a chance to watch that and catch up with that. And I thought it was really interesting because a lot of them have the same theme in their words of, you know, we had a good year last year. We all attained personal goals and did all these good things, but we didn't get it done in the end. And, Interesting for me because I've been through so many training camps and seen kind of the style. Most people have seen hard knocks or at least seen videos of training camp where the coaches are at the podium and you're having your nightly meetings and you're game planning, you're doing all these drills and you're lifting weights. It was interesting for me to get a look at that on the baseball side of it and see Snickers, you know, first meeting with the team. And he kind of makes a joke. He's like, look, man, we didn't get it done. He's like, I can't even walk through Costco. Uh, I can't even walk through Costco without somebody saying, "Well, it's you know, it was a good year, coach, but you didn't win, didn't win at all." And uh, He's just so trying to go cool. get some deals. Yeah, it, it was so <laughs> funny, man. But seeing like uh, Snick, uh, you know, on the golf cart catching up with Ronald Acuna when he shows up, asking about the kids, asking how he's doing. Matt Olson talking about the addition of Chris Sale. All these guys talking about the addition of Chris Sale, Jared Kelnick. Uh, watching Kelnick take swings in the cage, man. I, it was really. A cool look at where the headspace is uh, of this team. They are not without uh, a pulse of the fan base headed into 2024. Yeah, and we we talked about yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I did. I know. I don't, I don't care about results, and I still don't. AJ Smith Shaver got kind of he kind of knocked around a little bit yesterday. Gave up, I think, three runs in two innings. That they were all earned. Um, but he was he was he was throwing some flames. And then, you know, a guy who uh, pitched for the Phillies uh, recently, and Ken Ken Giles. Um, he uh he was out there and man he wasn't hitting the speed he used to hit but holy if only if you saw some of the footage yeah but he had some nasty movement on his pitches uh I mean absolutely filthy and and you know look spring training so when you when you strike out the side again it's like well Maybe Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos and Alec Baum the guys that he swung out on sliders <laughs> were all trying stuff too maybe or maybe. His slider would just had that much movement, uh, and and that's how and that's how good he he looked. That's a kind of a promising sign. There is 
It's another guy that could come out of the bullpen. But the thing that keeps I keep coming back to is every time, you know, Michael Harris, again, stayed hot as well. He had another home run. He's looked good so far. But every time we talk about the Braves and there is a, a – you know, a player and that's that's kind of universally talked about within the locker room. It's always seeming this year one person or this early in spring, and it's Chris Sell, and that just makes if whatever impact he has is as big as the one that he seemingly had on the, the players' thoughts of the offseason, It's huge if he can have that impact. Man, I mean, there's no, there is no reason why this Braves team can't. Um, can't take out that Otani, uh, Freddie Freeman, you know, loaded Dodgers team that went out and got the, the you know, a, a couple more pitchers. I mean, there's no reason why they can't take them out. Stay with us here on the morning shift. Later on, we are giving away a four-pack pair of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage Wednesday, March 6th at Gath South District Arena. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster. Dot com Again, stay with us. I'll tell you when to call in and try to be the winner. Let's hit a TV's timeout. Now listen up. Now let's take a look at what's going on in Tiffany's world. The same front with TV's timeout on the morning shift. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. All right, so I don't know what, I don't know what you had in mind for this. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is no. twice this week you've tried to hijack someone else's that's segment. Well, that's, you didn't even hit your music this time. Oh, my God. That's Mike Johnson's I've been mean to Mike lately. Well, I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to let him have it. This is about to pick up hey. here on the morning shift. <laughs> you shut your mouth. My God, that's Mike Johnson's music. No, I just, I look, I, it's, something concerning happened about five minutes ago in here. And Tiff, <laughs> Tiff is communicating with somebody via direct message or something, the DMs. Across the country. All right. And she was literally getting texting messaging advice from Squidbilly. And he was. I don't see the problem. He was verbatim telling her what to say to old buddy that is, I don't know where he lives, whatever, sliding in the DMs. And she's like, I don't know how to respond to this. And Bo's like, here's what you say. And I mean, I. He's right, but the the quickness with which you whipped out your phone and were like, okay, what what was what was the second? No, hell, slow down. What was the third word? No, and then how did you put it? Okay, and then you said and. No, you said but. Okay, all right, let me. Okay, I don't and see I'm, the problem. I'll be honest, Tiff. I'm just slightly like I'm amused you're slash concerned? concerned the fact that you're dipping in this far into the help tray first of all, over here. Whoa, first whoa, all, whoa! What yeah, do you mean far into the help know. tray? I'm I married. Don't. It just seems like I've had a healthy she, relationship for like 12 years. I think she's a better communicator. It actually was really good advice. Yeah, that's and right. And it was advice that didn't apply to. How can I put this? It wasn't. I'm trying. How can I? I don't know how to formulate know. the words you, you for turn this into yet. A, but what I will say is. It's, I look at it as kind of work advice because he gave me kind of a work answer. I didn't really go as far as like relationship advice. This was how do it's I get out of advice. a possible meeting? Yeah. Is it? Poss- this, that's well, how I'm looking let, at let's so just, Bo was, Can we go further into yeah, this? Yeah, we're going to because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay, lay it all out no, here. No, no, do not. We are being respectful. I'm going to so, be respectful, but I'm going to do okay. it. Someone that I met does not live here and basically. I keep saying, I'm trying to like dance around it. They said they wanted to come out here. They to slid visit, into your DM. Right? They found, I met, I met them in person. They found me on Instagram and 
long story short, it led to, I want to come out here and visit you. I tried to say, yeah, if you're ever, you know, here, let me, you know, let me know. You don't want to be the focal point of this trip. But the answer I got back was, no, if I come out here, I'm coming to see you. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. He didn't get the first hint. Whoa. Like, how can I be a little bit more thick on it with the second hint? Let's pump the brakes. Where you get the hint that I don't pump want you to come out just to see me. So That's all a I, lot. All I lot. said, all I did, was all I said was like, hey, what you do is you you play the, oh, shucks, I don't necessarily want you to come all the way here for me, but if along. you, all shucks. if you, if, if you, if you, well, I was, I was just being a little he's bit, been, been, playing yeah. it up a little bit, but I, but I basically said, what you do is, is. Play that part of you don't you know there's no reason to travel, but if you happen to come out here, we could hang out once, coffees. not hang out the entire weekend. Because here's the deal: when somebody thinks, first off, the way I read into that is that person was coming out here and the only thing they were doing yeah. was hanging out. Yeah, Actually, was, that's only was, was the word that was and, used. That was, and, he was sole purpose was also used. And what you trip. do is you say, you know what? My thought is, is you let them, they want to come out here the first night they're here, you hang out and they're going to be here for a couple of days. Then that way, but, but, but tell them in a way that, you know, it would be nice to see you. And then that way you give your, that you have a built in out that you don't need to see them anymore when it sucks. But if it yes. doesn't suck, then you'd be like, you know what? Uh, is there, you know, then you can build in a way and to ask to hang and out don't again. don't come at me later if we're doing the wake up call and say, Oh, women always say be direct. Da, 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 this guy's being direct. That's fine. I'm all for the directness of it. I just think if there's travel involved like that, you don't live here. Don't make a don't. Nah, that's okay. And plus, that's a big commitment on my end. Yeah. What if you're terrible? I don't want to have to. Your whole weekend is here. I'm with you. On and that. you just I'm, can't. You have no. You don't nightmare. know anybody else here in the city. That'd be my nightmare. No. Well, no, no, no. And I, I, I knew exactly what your thought was. That's why I was like, just say this, because this, this sounds like this is a way to. I'm not trying to close the door. Yeah, you're not. You're not being like blank off, but you're also saying, even though you live on the other side of the, of the country, this is a filling out process. This is not a all jumping all in with both feet. Yeah. But the question I would ask <laughs> is. Your of face. Tiffany or of this guy? Uh, of about the situation okay. is, um, I mean, if 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 this person did come and you hung out, you know, what's uh, where's this leave pastry guy? No, I wasn't going to do that. Hold on, hold on, let me you finish. Can't, you can't is, keep going back to the. Wall. Are you? Are you? Well, what I'm asking is, is if it went well and you hung out a second time, would you take him around that friend and y'all, you know? Would you do that or no? Why are you doing this? Just asking. I wasn't going to do this to you. Well, just, just for the record, I was not going to well, do yes, this to you. Well, yes, but you, oh, you, you play the nice guy. One minute left, Dylan. Oh, I guess I should start a tease <laughs> to get to the break. But wouldn't no. you bring them around? Like, a, hold on. Would you not bring them around a trusted friend? At this point, you're at this point you're going you're hanging out a second time. Would you not bring bring around a trusted friend to see? You know, I said pastry guy. Look where you stand. I what, have what never they met. Think of the guy? I have never met. Any of pastry guys' love interests, he has never met any of mine. So that's a no. You wouldn't even let them see, you know, hey, see this guy and show me what you think. Well, there hasn't been a love. I actually, I, and honestly, I can say that because ha- I have not had a love interest. Sure. In these, in this region of the country. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's just on. Because I know you DM. wouldn't. I know you wouldn't bring your sister and be like, "What do you think about this loser?" I know you wouldn't do that. My sister's met him before. Well, no, 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 not, not, oh, not, oh, not, not that. Guy? I'm talking okay. about the, the. 
what, what could be, you know, the new no. this cross-country no. traveler. Put, this person's probably more of an adult than pastry. pastry. Yeah. You don't know that, though. Well, from the initial interaction meeting, this seems like more of a grown man than the boys that I Ooh. probably talked to. Dang. <laughs> Off the top rope like AEW in the ticket giveaway. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere that group chat is sitting there like the meme, like this is fine, Yeesh. this is fine, and fire is burning around them. All right, I got way more questions, but we can hit them later. Morgan and Morgan oh, injured. Hire Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. I mean, Tiff has a flamethrower. Back here <laughs> on the morning shift. Speaking of meetings and travel, let's head up to Indy where quarterbacks are flying in. You guys are the worst. You guys are the worst to meet with a potential head coach or GMs. You know, I'm just going to get out of this because I already feel awkward enough. So we'll be right back here talking football when we get back. Bye. Don't touch that dial. This is the morning shift. All of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Seven o'clock this hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. You dancing? Are you I'm good. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm feeling good. It's Thursday. We're going to be uh, out of the studio letting us off the leash tomorrow. Oh, yeah. excited about that. Yeah, uh, we can talk about that. We're going to be at Five Iron Golf. Five Iron Golf, man. Down in uh, downtown, we're going to be. The, the, the beauty of Five Iron Golf is it is it's kind of like a, a bar, you know, night you can go on a date there. But also, if you're one of those people that does Zoom meetings all day, just go in there and play around round of golf, well, man. You're if, encouraging people to uh, put up their – If I live – Put up your picture on Zoom so no one sees you. 100%. Then, and then golf. Well, I said between meetings. I didn't mean during uh, the meeting. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to do that, for sure, take if, off. If I worked a normal job, like a 9-to-5 job, I should say, um, or I lived in the city, I would go get a – uh, a gig down there because what I would do is, you know, like a nine to five, you can figure out your um, your gym time, right? And so I'd exactly. probably I'd probably go to the gym first thing in the morning and then roll over there to Five Iron, like maybe like like six a.m. and then roll over to Five Iron and hit balls for like thirty minutes because they got shower and stuff and shower and then go right a into work room, or vice versa. I would I'd work out and then after five o'clock I'd go in there like before the crowd would hit. You know, like those de- those dates and the the people going in there hit like the happy hour and hit balls and maybe have a have a, have a cocktail. You've got it all planned out. But can I make Smart a request? Yeah. Can I make a request real quick? Uh, Please don't and, and say it, that the you need to have the W Bloody Mary, Burton and Baron Burton's Bloody Mary mix there tomorrow. Well, that'd be great. That'd absolutely be great. Yeah. And uh, you know, because no, I'm gonna no roll bounds. in there because my gagillionaire W sauce ass is gonna roll over there and want it. But but. I was going to ask Day-Day if maybe, like, one day a week we can have, like, my music. Like, everything that I want to pick the music. You and I get together and we pick music. Like, we have some fun with it. Just send me a list. I got no, you. No, 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 no. I don't want to send a list. I want you. I want to pick it with you because you got okay. such a, a a wide variety of taste. Okay. And so do I. So. so, wait. You want to join like, forces. With Day-Day. And let him lead the way? You want to present songs to him? For no, him I want to approve? tell him. I want to tell him, like, hey. Uh, I'm kind of in this mood, and then he'd be like, "Yeah, I got this for you." This this show is not your playlist. It's my playhouse. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a nice comeback. 
I was going to say something. He well, set me up. He set me up. I could tee off on this. I could tee off on this if I wanted to. I think that's the You know what I've learned about Tiffany is when I, I catch her and she ain't got nothing to say, she's like, oh, I could go somewhere. I could go somewhere. No, but Playhouse, like, kids, I don't think you want to poke booster. that bear, dude. I don't you think know you I'm poke crazy. I do know you're crazy, yes. Yeah, I know. I got to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the combine. So, Ian Rappaport reported this yesterday that USC quarterback Kayla Williams, the potential top overall pick, he arrived at the scouting combine in Indy and he met with the Bears, Commanders, Patriots, Raiders, Falcons, Jets, Giants, and Vikings. Again, he is not doing on the field work, he is just there. For meetings, and also I'll throw in there too, pretty much the same drill for LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, and uh, same for um, uh, Drake May as well. You know how they've they've talked. Uh, some teams will do this, and I think you might have done this before, Tiffany. Some teams will allow reporters uh, to have exclusives in their war in their war rooms, which is when they draft players, right? And how that process works. As cool as that would be, and as much fun as that would be. You know what would be even better for me is if someone was like, hey, you can't record, and we'll tell you at the end what you can report, but we're going to allow you to sit in our interview room in Indianapolis and, oh. and as we go through these interviews. Because I th- because, wish that on anybody. Well, I would love to hear it. Like, just maybe like it's like you're on the other side of the glass, like you're in a, you're in a, uh, a, a police room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but but like, some of the things that are said in there, we've heard some reports in the past of crazy things being said. I can't envision a team doing this, but maybe there is a really good organization out there that might be willing to do it because they're not going to say anything crazy or okay. ask some crazy questions. Exactly. Let me, let me shine a light on what this kind of looks like and kind of bring you in. All right, so there is a huge, like, ballroom. All right, imagine this huge ballroom with circle tables spread all throughout the ballroom, and each team has one of those tables. So there's no dividers. It's just an open room. Okay, you, you have these rooms. Just, just let me get there. Those tables in that ballroom are scouts and other personnel people involved in this process. They are kind of the first level of defense, if you will, for some of these teams. When you walk in, you will have literally scouts standing by the the meal room and whatever else check-in you have to do, and they'll say, hey, I got to grab you at 710. Hey, I got to grab you at 735. Hey, we need to be able to get with you at 8 o'clock. All right, so make sure you stop by our table. And then literally you'll say, well, I, you know, I got to meet with the, the Steelers at this time, and they'll say, fine, we'll get you right after. And there will be somebody – some, some dude from the team that will come and stand next to that table and wait on you to get done and walk you over to the next table. After that process is finished, that will, that's usually the first slash, you know, beginning of the second day. After that process is finished, you will then start getting texts from your agent or maybe hit up from these other scouts that are in these hallways saying, hey, head coach wants to see you. Head G, uh, GM wants to meet you. They all have the, – the head coaches and GMs all have these separate hotel rooms – like where kind of the bed has been cleared out, right? And they've put a couch and a table and whatever else inside of these kind of suites. That's these hotels. Really. That sounds like the beginning of a bad uh, right. a movie that right. the kids under 18 there's shouldn't no, watch. There's no bed in there, but like on the ground floor of this hotel, it, there's all these like individual hotel rooms where you walk in and you're thinking, oh, okay. Like I went, for instance, I went to meet with Mike Tomlin when I was there. Mike Tom, I walk in, Mike Tomlin, cool as a cucumber. Got a little sports coat on, a little T-shirt on underneath. Sunglasses. Had some Timberlands. No, he didn't have sunglasses on. 
has some Timberland boots on, is kind of sitting back on the couch. He put me at ease, dude. Like, I was talking to him like I had known him for years, just chopping back and forth. A little bit of football, a little bit of, you know, off-season kind of stuff, a little bit of personality. But when I tell you, he and I were in this conversation, there had to have been – I don't want to. I don't want to give too big of a number. I'd say twelve other people sitting in like what would be the kitchen area of this suite, right? Of like if you if you think of like a big hotel room, like a kitchenette, there was like ten other people sitting over there, and they're all kind of watching and listening. There's like a table. One of them was actually no joke. One of them was Joe Green. Like I remember that distinctly. What? Getting up, I swear to God, I'm leaving the room and I'm shaking everybody's hand and looking at everybody. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for meeting with me. And one of them was Joe Green. I mean, like. Hand was the side, like it was the most gigantic person you've ever seen in your life, it felt like. So all these like meetings that come out and you hear these whispers and stuff, there are levels to these things, right? You don't you don't just have a meeting with a team. You have a meeting with a scout or a personnel director. There's a guy there getting recent height and weight on you. There's a guy, you know, saying, Hey, how do you feel? How's the health? And all these things kind of culminate into saying, oh, well, hey, this team has requested this MRI. This team has requested this meeting. This team has requested this. And now it's even different to the point where these teams, we talked about Bijan having dinner with Arthur Smith and company during the offseason, but there would start to be whispers at this point of this team wants to bring you to Flowery Branch for a meeting. This team wants to bring you to Denver for a meeting. Maybe, you know, maybe go here, maybe go there. So there's so many different levels and so much communication. And, and by the way, ding, this is not the focus of the combine. This is not what the combine was meant no, for. No. You show up, and the first thing they give you is your schedule of events of here's when you're running the 40, here's when you're doing this, here's when you're doing that. And all this other stuff kind of swirls around that central schedule of when you're on the field and when you're doing your testing. So it is as high stress and as high strung as you can possibly imagine of just people pulling you in did, a million different directions. Did you do media days your senior year? Yes. SEC. Yes. This sounds, what you just described sounds like SEC media days for me, where you walk on in. You, on steroids. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's, well, it's, diff- it's different, but I'm just talking about the setup where there's there's one place where there are tables and guys right yes. in the Hey, can I get you this time? Yep. Well, I can be over there. No, no, but, I, and then they, and they stand at the table and they wait. And then, then you go upstairs and you have the TV rooms where you have one on ones with like the Gary Danielsons, of Vernon, those yeah, guys, right? The that CBS you do this room. You yeah. The, yep. It's, it's, now I know it's completely different. That's what I thought of when you said, Make scouts come over and talk to you. That's like a producer. Like, can we get you at this point? Yeah. I mean, what was uh, you, you said Mike Tomlin was the good one though. But like, what was one where you just felt really like? Was there a team that you felt? And I don't <laughs> throw them under the bus. Necessarily, I don't. But I'll just, be honest. I met with four or five head coaches there, and I really only remember two of them. And Mike Smith was not one of them. Uh, I do remember that. I did not meet with Mike Smith. Who's the other? Who's the other? I know that I met with Brad Childress. Um, okay. And I met with um, maybe Josh McDaniel, um, and I know I flew on Denver for a visit. They were drafting some interior guys. They ended up getting uh, Zane Beatles from Utah that year, uh, I think in the second. Uh, but I can't really – honestly, I, I know that I met with four or five head coaches. I can only really remember Brad Childress and Mike Tomlin. So what was that the worst part of the combine for you? Uh, no, the worst part was the the medical uh, evaluations because poking every, and prodding. Yeah, yeah, because what what teams will do, and they're all they're all individuals, so they all bring their team doctor, right? And he'll go down your list of health concerns, whatever it may be. And honestly, at that point, I I literally at that point held the record for most games played at Alabama, at which which is you know there's some irony in that. So they're going down. <laughs> yeah, there's some irony in that. They're going down the list of maybe what. Listen, you 
you twisted your ankle in July of 2006. And they some team doctors look at it and go, hey, let's get, a, let's get an image on this. Let's get an MRI. And so there is literally a shuttle bus. I think there's four different hospitals in Indianapolis and some other medical facilities with MRI machines. And so you, you get on a shuttle bus, you go sit in a waiting room with the 12 other prospects, and one by one, alphabetical order, whatever it may be, they call you in. I think there was actually a guy doing this like four or five years ago that maybe it was Reuben Foster that lost his mind in this situation. And when it was coming out that Reuben Foster had lost it, that nobody was communicating with him, he didn't know where he was supposed to go, he was being lied to, this is exactly what he was talking about. Because you sit in this room, and dude, legit, it'll be like four or five hours until this MRI machine is free, and you're sitting there going, I'm getting texts from my agent, from my scout, you know, from scouts, from all these other people, but I'm stuck here waiting on a shuttle bus and for the MRI machine to come open, and nobody's telling me what's going on. You will lose your mind. I have to look. I think it was Reuben Foster that happened to but I was like, dude, I don't blame the guy. Honestly, yeah, I'd lose my mind too. I almost <laughs> did. It's crazy. Hey, plenty more combine stories from Mikey P. But stay with us here. We are going to tell you when to call in to try to win a four-pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage. It is going down Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. But again, stay with us. I'll tell you when you can call in and try to win those tickets. But up next, we will go in the huddle. What did Kayla Williams have to say about possibly getting drafted by the Bears? And we'll tell you how Cam Jordan gave the Saints a little bit of a boost. That's just ahead here on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Started Go ahead. with the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 929 The Game. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings within the huddle on the morning shift. From a healthier weight to more energy, when you switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects can feel magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off of your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. We are going in the huddle right now. And there have been some grades given out. Lots of grades. You know about this, uh, Mike and Bo. It's the 25th. Well, actually, it's the team player report cards. And the Falcons, by the way, rank 25th in this. Now, this is put out. By the NFLPA, the NFL Players Association. And so if we're looking at the Falcons grade, uh, they rank 25th for last season. So former head coach Arthur Smith, according to this, put out by the NFLPA, uh, he received a C-plus in the team report cards. Overall, Atlanta ranked 25th in the league. Ownership grade was A-minus. So an A-minus. The areas of the Falcons really got that got dinged on this uh, survey were the locker room, the weight room, strength coaches, uh, but all of those have now since undergone changes with the new coaching staff coming in. But those three categories I just mentioned received um, Fs yeah. across the board and an F minus. Well, the, not, not only you know you got a new coaching staff coming in, but you also are having new facilities being built, and I think that's yes. why there is a you know A or A minus grade on Arthur Blank because he's trying to give them what they need. Um, there. Let's start with the Falcons and we'll work towards other teams because there are some interesting grades given out to some other teams in certain categories, but I'll start with this. And I want to be careful because I do still have a relationship with some of these people, Um, but we didn't have the opportunity to do this and send out grades to the NFLPA when I was 
playing, and it's been now 10 years since I was on the team. The, in, in 2011 or 2012, these grades would have, for, for, the, for the, the training staff, the weight training and all that, some of the comments that were being made uh, when you read deeper into this, they would, have, they would have sounded exactly the same. And it was unfortunate because they've been through a number of people in that position. They've had a couple of different guys under Dan, even when Mike Smith's last couple of years, that would step into that weight room. There, and I've mentioned this on this show a few times before. It was so underwhelming sometimes, though, the strength program you would go through as part of the Atlanta Falcons, whereas you come out of college, there's guide rails. Like, there's guardrails on everything you do. You show up at this time, you lift this much. It's all about developing strength in the players. When I got to Atlanta, I was kind of shocked to find out that it was a lot more upkeep. Like, you kind of, if you were going to build strength, if you are going to get stronger, if you are going to do power cleans and deep squats and things like that, you kind of deal with that on your own. There was a lot more kettlebell swings, Turkish get-ups kind of going on in uh, in the Falcons' weight room than I thought there would be because I was coming from a place that dealt with everything. You know, they, hey, Scott Cochran was making a million dollars a year. He's the best strength coach in the country. And I come to Atlanta, and it's like this is this was this was the team program, and so yeah. it was much more tailored to a guy like a, a Tony Gonzalez than it was for young linemen coming in. And that's the thing that I think where we talk about. As much as we want to, and, and, and it's you know it's in the city as fans and, and media, we we bagged on Thomas Dimitrov about the drafting of of trench players. Is it the drafting of guys? Is it bringing in these guys, or is it how they what how they're working once they get here? And is yeah. are they continuing to develop, or are they just hitting a wall? And from what you tell me, and when you read weights weight room F strength coaches F minus. That tells me that it's that it's not so much about you're not getting the right guys, but you're also not helping them progress once they get here. Well, and it's unfortunate too because there there were guys involved in that that I had a lot of respect for. But the I think the overall feeling around it is that you know we we need to upkeep this guy. We need to make sure Julio stays healthy, and that was good for Julio, right? Julio was a guy who you want. Hey, don't mess the toe up doing a back squat. There's no point. Uh, you know, have you ever seen a cheetah stretch? It was that whole time. Yeah. But there were a number of guys, and specifically in the trenches. I mean, you go back to some of those drafts in the trenches from, I don't know, 2008 to 2013 or whatever it may be, and you look at it and you go, well, that guy never developed. There's a reason. Like, it wasn't just – there wasn't – there's one central focus in all of these different guys and all these different ability levels, and it was the Atlanta Falcons being that. I mean, yeah. go to Prey Jerry or – you know, and Sam Baker ended up with a good career, but it just – there was a number of different things going on at that time that I don't think most people think. You just think, oh, this guy never panned out. Well, you know, there's a there's and there's one central question, common denominator going the on. The root of everything is right. yeah. Yeah. conditioning. Well, that's why you look at guys like Jake Matthews, who uh, for some reason is bagged on at times by some fans, and look how consistent and healthy he stayed. But you see these grades. The best thing is you said it. They've addressed all of these. The one that I stuck out to me with the Falcons that I, I, I could speak probably the most about is anyone – in the media is a team travel because I'm on those trips. I'm on the buses. I'm on the plane. I'm in the hotel. They only gave them a C. And I don't really agree with that. I mean, I think that, they, that those guys do better. The only reason why I thought this might, because, you know, I, I, I know these people that, that do all this and Brandon Ruth and Beth Aller and Alster Montag, they, they work their butts off nonstop on these trips. The only thing I can think of, though, is the fact that um, we no longer get the big bags of M&Ms or the Uncrustables on the planes. I, I think that might have hurt the grade. Pushed over the I think, I think, that, I think that went from an A to a C. I really do. Okay, I do want to so. point out that, though, that the F- minus is what was given to the strength coaches. Not the F. The F-, F- minus was given to the strength coaches. I only see, like, 
maybe three other F minuses on this entire grade page for all 32 teams in all, what, 10 categories. So it's kind of, kind of crazy. And a couple more things to get to, so let's fly through this. Uh, Caleb Williams, by the way, he was asked about the possibility of getting drafted by the Bears up in Indianapolis, and he said that he would be excited if he got drafted by the Bears, and he would be excited if they traded away that pick and he ended up going somewhere else. Is this the right thing for him to say? I know we did talk about before that maybe he could come in and try to hold some of the power. The team could hold some of the power in Washington because he has familiarity with Cliff Kingsbury. And Caleb could come out and pull at Eli Manning, say, I'm not going to the Bears if they draft me. But here he is already out front of, you know, maybe any of the talk that uh, has been going on saying he'd be excited to go there if they did. Well, finally, we get to hear from Caleb Williams. Not a source. Not dad. Close to his dad. Not his dad. Not... One of the the Akko, Echo, Akko, whatever you call him, brothers who just makes up stuff about how he's going to not play the rest of the year. Finally, we get to hear from Caleb Williams. And I love the fact that he has his own voice now because I think people's thought of him was being judged based on what others were saying, what he should do or is doing instead of what he actually is saying. No, I'm, I'm with you. It, and that's the beauty of Combine Week, where you actually get to have some of these voices that you know maybe have been involved in different programs with different regulations and different rules or haven't been on the forefront. Now they're at the forefront. And now you can really start to shine a light on and ask questions that kind of are surrounding some of these guys. And he being A1 when it comes to being a lightning rod right now. This from Adam Schefter this morning. Eight-time Pro Bowl defensive end Cam Jordan became the latest New Orleans player to restructure his contract, signing a deal to free up another $1.5 million against the Saints' salary cap. And the Saints also have reworked the contracts of Derek Carr, uh, among a couple of other other players as well. So Cam trying to do maybe the team a solid here. He's been there forever. Probably going to end up retiring there. Uh You know how much he means to the Saints and that community. We know how much the Falcons – and fans don't, don't yeah, like playing right, against right. it. No, I can speak on that. Uh, and, and, no, I know Bo has a much better pulse on what the, the salary situation going on down in New Orleans. Um, but I'll just say that I'm glad that he's getting a chance to, it seems like, kind of, you know, push it along. When I saw Cam Jordan's name flash across the news, I was like, oh, surely they didn't let him go. Like, no, no, <laughs> surely they didn't let him go. Um, but they didn't, and they restructured it, and, you know, that's good news for him. All right, other notes. Uh, Jets GM Joe Douglas, he confirms that the team has given – Zach Wilson, their quarterback, permission to seek a trade. Quick thoughts on that. <laughs> the owner came out and said we didn't have a backup quarterback last year. We didn't have a we didn't have a plan B. So I would say it's probably uh, a smart move for Zach. Wilson. Well, what I would say is is so what's the uh, what is what's their next move? Because they're clearly not going to pick up the fifth year. No. So are they going to release him? Um, if he can't get a trade made, are they going to release him at some point? Yeah. I mean, or are they going to let him go into camp and fight for that, maybe that emergency quarterback? Or Let me give you the indicator. Uh, we listed all the teams for Caleb Williams, da, 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 Falcons, Jets. Yes. Uh, so I would say they're looking in a different direction. Well, obviously, well, and we look, we know Aaron Rodgers is back next year, but my thing is, right. is are they going to say, hey, you know what, money, we've already paid you, we'll keep you on. As a, an emergency, the third quarterback lets you fight for the spot, or are we just going to cut you loose by the start of the new league year? We'll see what happens. Up next is our wake-up call. Again, wake-up call's been moved today. we got a couple big guests coming up on the show later on, so wake-up call is on the other side of this. You can call us and weigh in on Caleb Williams meeting with the Falcons. You can weigh in on the draft and what you think that they should do with the eighth overall pick. Or maybe 
We're not doing Pastry Man again. That's over. Call us <laughs> at 404-726-0929. Wake Up Call is next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. It's more than just sports talk. This is the morning shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Wake up! Yo, this is something from the this hour brought to you by Zero Res, smart, lasting, clean. We are doing our wake-up call right now. So calls at 404-726-0929. You can weigh in on the Falcons, what they should do with the eighth overall pick, who they are interviewing up in Indy at the Combine, or maybe you have a thing or two to say about uh, Bo giving out. Love advice to <laughs> myself. <laughs> I, have well, a, I have a wake up call. Well, but, I don't know right. if it's love advice as much as well, how to how to go how about to get out of a situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a wake up call for myself. It's the first time I've done this in probably eight months. I my, I myself need a wake up call. Thank God um, you my, needed one. My parenting skills uh, are under fire right now in my household. Uh, my son, uh, being the three year old that he is, came home from daycare yesterday and he walked into backyard and walked around the backside of a bush and he decided to use the restroom uh and i am not talking about uh tinkling on the wall i'm talking about uh just dropping trowel on yeah behind the bush dropping trowel and um and and letting it dig uh it was it was alarming um to say the least it uh it was it was. It was. Can I ask a question? Did you see this on the Did camera? You? I was like, so distraught. No, I like walked out there looking for him, and I looked. I look over there, and he's like, his eyes and his nose are over the top of like a shrub. I was like, what are you doing? Did you oh, um uh, to potty? I was like, oh my did, god! Yeah, I know what you're did you ask. grab one of the doggy Dog bags <laughs> and pick it up? And no, no, I, did, I, I put some mulch over the top of it and just you know. You it. covered it up. It was about to rain anyway. <laughs> oh my god. I don't pick up the dogs it, like my backyard's weird man there's like a lot of like English ivy all over the place like you can't go about picking your yeah I'd have to show you all to for y'all to understand it but Pat, like there's a part like above a retaining wall in my backyard where nobody walks anyways and there's like a bunch of English ivy so my dog walks up there and and that's where kind of where he was <laughs> Lindsay so, probably looked outside and Mike's like like no, just kicking no, balls it was, uh, she was she was out there too. She was pushing my daughter in the swing, and it was just like, dude, it was alarming. Right. I'll be honest with you, I was like, what well, in God's maybe name your is kid going on? Has taken a dump somewhere so, that you didn't really want them to. Uh, I don't is know. Under fire. Call us. Uh, Did it in the woods one time. I'd use a wife beater though. On the line though. in Gwinnett, <laughs> the wife, the unfortunately, <laughs> it's another imposter uh, pastry guy calling in. So <laughs> since Bo has decided to bring this up again, hello, I didn't bring it up. Good morning, morning show. What's up, buddy? Good morning, Tiffany. Good morning. How you doing? Yeah. Good, uh, it's pastry guy from Gwinnett, huh? <laughs> I said, I'm good. How are you, pastry guy from Gwinnett? <laughs> I'm doing okay, Tiffany. I just wanted to say that uh, I got a wake up call for you. You <laughs> left crumbs and didn't clean your table off, and you left me like a two, a five cent tip, and that's not, that's not, that's not good, Tiffany. <laughs> hey, I, hey, this, hey, this skill, this skill. I got good morning show. What's up, Skip? <laughs> What's going on there, uh, Princess Queen? How you doing? I'm good. Oh, How man, are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Hey, my um, my wake up call is uh something like an AMA, but uh, it's a wrestling question for all y'all. Even Dylan, if you want to get in, if y'all could do a a, a, a four way or, or three way wrestling match, 
What, who would your tag team partner be? Uh, which professional wrestler would be your would be your tag Ooh. team partner? This is actually really cool. Like we were in a triple threat tag team match. Uh, is it got to be a current uh, wrestler? Can you I just know. go anybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Current, nobody dead. The dead person can't can't wrestle. Uh, <laughs> oh dang it! I had. Oh man, I would like to see my guy come back. I will say. Um, where I used to coach up in Cobb, Cody Rhodes went to school there, and he was a wrestler there. Um, so, and I know he's he's big name right now and doing all the things. So I would, I don't know him personally, but I'd pick Cody Rhodes. I'd, I'd probably pick, uh, you know, I don't know, I might go with the Viper, Randy Orton, because he'll arc, he'll arc, or RKO you out of anywhere. So. Oh, you know what? And I played high school ball against Roman Reigns. I'd probably take him. I would yeah. take Roman Reigns. That. Yeah. Well, I just called. I just called we, we didn't say we didn't say going to date with. We said <laughs> we well, got to uh, wrestle. He's a married man. He's gonna, thank you very much. Who would you pick? I said, said I'd take Roman Reigns. No, I picked him first. That's I said a, Roman well, Reigns first. Well, I do what I want. No. Uh, we're going to Carl in Athens. Good morning, Carl. <laughs> hey, good morning, crew. How y'all doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, listen, real quick, just a couple of wake-up calls. First things first, I do not think that it would be a good idea to bring Justin Fields here, and I'll Thank give you. you three quick, short reasons. Reason number one, I did not see the mentality that I needed to see from somebody who calls themselves a competitor when they decided to go to Georgia, knowing there was going to be a competition, leave Georgia and go to Ohio state. And then most recently decided to throw his coaching staff under the bus this past football season. So I don't think mentality wise, that's somebody that we want a part of this organization. The other thing is I do think it's a good idea to trade Trey. If the Hawks continue winning, there's absolutely no reason to bring Trey back when you have a formula and you have a program that's working. And the other thing is, at number eight, if the quarterback from uh, LSU is available, Jaden Daniels, if you study the tape, his passes are just a little bit off. His receivers make him look good. Yes, he can run and he's athletic. But as far as a passing quarterback, no, nah, I don't think he would be a good fit here. But I appreciate the time this morning. Thank you all very much. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks, thanks Big Um, Quick few things. First off, there are a couple red flags with me with Justin Fields. And right now I've been going back and forth in my mind doing one of those lists. Like when we're, You know, like uh, if you're trying to pick between like uh, two girls or whatever, you're like positives or negatives. I've been doing those. You do, you do a pro. Hold on. Let's you do go. a pro and con keep list it. Come for, on. Keep for it moving. females? Let's go. Uh, well, that was, you know, back when we I was younger. I saw it on Friends. I saw it on Friends. But we'll the other thing. Dress, ah. We will dress the other thing, it in life as Hold on. The other thing I say about Jaden, I completely disagree about Jaden Daniels, is yes, his receivers might have made him look good in some throws. He threw tight window. He threw NFL throws constantly. Joe Burrow had great receivers, too. Works out for him. Going to Devin in Kansas City. Good morning, Devin. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing? What's up, bud? Hey, so I'm usually a, a Andy Randy caller, so I know I'm trespassing a little bit, but I want to call in because I got I got a wake-up call for uh, you know, the casual basketball fans in Atlanta because apparently we got a superstar problem because every, it seems like any time we get a superstar, well, you know, the city of Atlanta gets a superstar. For some reason, we can't back them up, and we want to get rid of them because of because of anything. And with Trey Young, I'm looking at a guy that took that team to the to the Eastern well the Eastern Conference Finals, and now for some reason, everybody wants to get rid of him. And it's crazy that people don't think that word would travel, and then they wonder why superstars don't want to come to Atlanta because look at how Atlanta superstars get treated. Look at how how Matt Ryan got treated, and. Yeah. The situation we in now. 
So I, I just want y'all opinions on that. Yeah. And another thing is, uh, in the mornings, you know, it's Tim. We got to do something about this patient thing. It's, it's crazy <laughs> getting up at five thirty in the morning, and every time the first thing I hear is about the damn patient man. <laughs> at this point, you got to make Dylan use the dump button. Anytime Squid might say something, you got to throw something at him. Let, let's Thank get you. Up. Thank you. You're with me. Yes. No more pastry man that. talk. Look. Thank you. you. Just have questions, Tiff. No. I want to. I no. want to address his Trey Young stuff uh, because I think he brings up a good point. And, and I'll be honest, we had this conversation maybe. Ding. Yeah, I'll be honest. We had this conversation three weeks ago right around the All-Star break. And I have been of the thought that, you know, I'm kind of hit or miss on Trey from time to time. Like, I, I I agree that he's a superstar, but I, I have said that I hope for this franchise that the, the, the greatest enemy of great is not good, right? And I don't want to just settle for having one superstar. I want to I make moves. I want to make things happen, and it feels like they've been stuck. When I saw Trey, though, in the All-Star game, I felt this enormous sense of pride, right? I, I like stepped back from it and I was like, man, that's our guy. Like that is our guy, even though it was like an alternate situation and he didn't make it in on the first, uh, whatever it is in, in the NBA, I felt a sense of pride. So I'm agreeing with Devin to where I'm, I'm locked in with Trey. Like I, I, I like, I, I just feel this sense in the last few weeks. I'm like, for better or worse, I want it to happen. I will not be shocked if at some point Trey wants out because yeah. I don't think that there's a, a lot of love for him the uh, way it should be, he, but. That's where I'm at. With. You have to do his best for everyone, including Trey. By the way, Devin uh, Ding. Ding, you are always welcome to call this show. There is no such thing yeah. as trespassing. Yeah. If you're, if you're, we're a one big happy family here, and we we act like a big family throughout this radio station. Yes, so you're we always do. welcome. All right, going to Rockdale. We got Big Mo. Good morning, Big Mo. Hello. Hey, good hey, morning. Uh, and big, hey Mike, 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 you losing out on advertising, man. Why is that? Uh, you know what your son is doing. It's nothing but uh. Fertilizer, man. You bag that stuff up, man. It's a fertilizer for the under three age grass. Right. And I'm out. Level ons. Oh, yeah, go back to the, the level on stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just hit my guys up from level ons, man. He's spot on. <laughs> we got Drew and Marietta. Good morning, Drew. Or psych. Drew was not no. staying on the line anymore. So uh, we'll get you next time, Drew. All right. We are headed to break. And up next, we've got. An interview with consulting editor and NFL draft analyst, Tony Pauline. He is joining us here on the morning shift. Stay with us so we can break down what's to come ahead from the combine and into the draft. This is the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Today the right way with the morning shift with Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. All right, all right. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are back here on the morning shift, and we are going straight to the WadeFord.com hotline. That is where we find consulting editor and NFL draft analyst. With Sports Kita, Tony Pauline joining us here on the show. Good to have you back, Tony. How's it going? It's okay. You know, I'm usually <laughs> let in by Led Zeppelin, but I did enjoy the uh, Stone Cold Crazy <laughs> by Queen leading. I actually saw Queen sing that song live in 1977 at Madison Square Garden. So it brings back some good memories. This is Listen why I love having guy. Tony on. Listen to this right. guy, man. That's, a, that's incredible. Well, Tony, uh, up at the Combine, Caleb Williams making some news. He was asked what his – 
level of excitement would be if he were to get drafted by the Bears or if they decide to trade away that first overall pick. And he, I think, answered the right way. He said he'd be excited on on both ends if uh, either one of those things happen. What do you make of his his answer and how he handled the situation? I mean, what, do you, what else are you going to say? I, I mean, what, what kind of question is that? I mean, other, I guess I, I, I guess they were hoping that he would say, no, nah, I don't want to be drafted by the Bears and say something <laughs> controversial. But, you know, he's going to be the first pick in the draft. The Bears are very likely to trade Justin Fields, uh, and they're going to keep that pick, and they'll select Caleb Williams, and they'll start the next uh, part of his career. Well, speaking of Justin Fields, because obviously <laughs> he's completely – the odds-on favorite to come to Atlanta, and I think some of that has to do with where he's from but and the fact that we're in a quarterback-needy situation. What have you seen from him over his in his three years in the NFL that would show you that that would be a good or a bad trade for the Atlanta Falcons if they brought Justin Fields in? Well, I, I mean, you're going to have to really start from the ground up with Justin Fields and get between his ears. Uh, his, he had a terrific career at Ohio State. He ended it off very well. I, I think early in his NFL career, he's been more of a runner than he's been a passer. He's shown flashes, and what you got to do is you got to turn those flashes into consistent production. Is it a good pick? Is it a, is it a good trade? Is it a bad trade? It depends on what they uh, what they give up. They're not going to get a quarterback in this year's draft. They are a quarterback needy team, and I think what's going to happen is. I think there will be a trade completed after the combine, whether it's Atlanta. Maybe it's Las Vegas. Uh, there'll be a couple of teams out there, and it depends on who gives up the most, uh, who's willing to offer the most draft picks in return. Visiting with Tony Pauline, NFL draft analyst. Tony, uh, look, man, the stuff that started to come out in the last couple of days about Legereus Sneed, and I know that there's a lot of people uh, that look, you know, certain directions when things like this happen. I, I'm, I'm wondering what the price tag is going to be, and you kind of mentioned in one of your articles the Atlanta Falcons might be the destination. What do you make of uh, the Legereus Sneed situation? Well, there's going to be more information that's going to come out in the next couple of days. I don't think the price tag is going to be too high. It's going to be it's going to be twofold. It's going to be the team that wants him being able to agree to a contract with him, and then the price tag of with the uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. It could be a, a situation where it's a second rounder this year and a third round next year. Um, there'll be some additional information coming out in the next couple of days, not next couple of hours. Uh, and it's not going to be a huge price tag. I think a lot of people think the Chiefs, the tag and trade is the best move for them. Uh, and that's what the feeling is here. Tony, the Falcons looking for a quarterback. I guess that's putting it nicely, <laughs> right? Um, that's no secret. Uh, who do you think would be the best fit for them there? Because there was some buzz around Jaden Daniels and maybe what they could try to do with the eighth overall pick. And Jaden Daniels is not going to be there. Jaden Daniels is the If they make the a move, two. if they decide yeah. to maybe yeah, part they, they would have it. to. See, the, the, the problem with making the move is the teams that own the top three selections, Chicago, Washington, New England, they all need quarterbacks. So they're, they're quarterback-needy teams at the top. And I think compared to last year, these guys are, are much higher rated than, than Bryce Young at, at this point. Um, you have to make a huge move. You have to give a, a lot of uh, lot away to move up to get a guy like Jaden Daniels, who I think would be a great fit. Drake May, uh, I don't think New, New England's going to pass on him. You know, you're looking at one of the second tier quarterbacks. I don't know that JJ McCarthy or Bo Nix are worth a top ten selection. I would not select either of them 
really in the first 20 picks, but we live in a day and age where quarterbacks are overdrafted anywhere from a half to a full round. You know, do you take your chance and and maybe hope that a bonus is there in round two? If he is, I think that would be an outstanding fit for Atlanta. Well, we know that Caleb Williams is everyone's favorite. He's going to be the first pick. But of all of these guys, you know, and maybe if you have to take Caleb Williams out of it, Tony, who is Tony Pauline's top quarterback not named Caleb Williams in this draft? Jaden Daniels. I mean, the, the tape on Jaden Daniels last year was spectacular. And I think that what really impresses me about Jaden Daniels is sort of the antithesis of what I said about Justin Fields. I mean, Jaden Daniels is a freshman at Arizona State, showed a lot of promise, you know, showed some flashes, but he was more athlete than he was quarterback. And the last two seasons, especially the last year and a half at LSU, he has just pulled it together. He's got all the physical skills. He's the guy who can pick up yardage with his legs, although he doesn't run recklessly. He's a smart guy. He sees the field. He knows what's going on. He does a great job reading defenses. He's got the arm strength to make all the throws. I mean, I I came into the process having Drake May as my number two quarterback, but when I really broke down Daniels on film, I, I was just wowed. And the thing about Daniels is I like quarterbacks who are playing their best as we move towards the draft and Jaden Daniels played better and better as 2023 went on. And he was a better quarterback in 2023 than he was in 2022. So I think everything aligns towards Jaden Daniels hands down being the best quarterback after Caleb Williams. Tony, I want to ask you about the situation going on in Tampa right now. There's two players specifically, Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield. I know that they moved on from Dave Canales as he's in uh, Charlotte nowadays. You've kind of got your, your pulse on the whole Mike Evans thing, and I'm curious your thoughts on Baker Mayfield because his name, it, it, that, that's another guy that's been thrown around uh, in Atlanta as, hey, could that be a guy that we want to maybe possibly bring in to play quarterback here? Yeah, and uh, his agent is here uh, this week uh, talking with teams, talking with the Tampa, with the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, it, it's going to come down to salary. He's going to offer him the, the best package and the most money. Daniel Jones got a deal worth $40 million a year uh, last year at this time. I mean, you have to think that Baker Mayfield is worth at least that. I don't know that he's going to get that, but he's worth at least that, especially with the salary cap, you know, being about 5% higher than everyone thought. So I think Tampa wants Baker. I think Baker Mayfield would like to stay in Tampa. It's just going to come down to, you know, who offers the best package, who offers the best contract for uh for Baker Mayfield and the fit, which is why he'd like to stay in Tampa. Tony Pauline, consulting editor and NFL draft analyst for Sports Kita, joining us here on the morning shift. Uh, Tony, Russell Wilson has been in the headlines again, uh, going back and recapping the story of what happened with the fallout in Denver, of them trying to bench him, and you know all that that goes with it. Where do you think he's going to end up after all this is said and done? It's that's that, it's very interesting. I know the Raiders again. I mentioned Justin Fields. There's been talk about the Raiders reaching out for uh, Russell Wilson, and then uh, you know letting Aiden O'Connell, who was selected last year in the fourth round, kind of develop behind him. He's kind of a wild card because if there are quarterback needy teams, Wilson has had success, but he's at the end of his career. You don't know how much is left in the tank. And in a lot of areas of the league, you know, Russell Wilson is seen as a div- divisive guy. I mean, he, he did admittedly say that he wanted to get uh, – he tried to get Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired. He's had the problems with, uh, with, Wilson, with the Peyton, Sean Peyton in, in, in Denver. 
So a lot of people don't know what they're getting from Russell Wilson, and they don't know how much is left with Russell Wilson. So I could see the Raiders. I, you know, I, I don't think Atlanta has has any interest in him at all. Uh, it, it, it'll be it's going to be an interesting situation to see. Number one, if he's traded or if he's just outright cut uh, from Denver, which I think will be decided in the, in the coming weeks. Tony Pauline joining us here on the morning shift on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. Tony, what do you think about Dallas Turner? Because everyone thinks that you know he is probably the top edge guy off the board. It seems like, but I mean, could, is he? Is do you, right now in the in the combine? Do you do you like him a little bit more than you liked Will Anderson last year? Or no, I had Will Anderson rated much higher. I think they're different players. I think Will Anderson was a true edge rusher. He was a guy that you could line up at defensive end. Dallas Turner, I think, is more of a linebacker that Alabama turned into an edge rusher. If you watch Dallas Turner as a freshman, he was a real good linebacker, off-the-ball linebacker, playing in space, in coverage, you know, making plays sideline to sideline. He still did a little bit of that last year, but it was basically up at the line of scrimmage, off the edge. He's an explosive athlete. He's, when you compare him, he's probably a better athlete uh, compared to Williams, but he, he's not as polished as a pass rusher, but I think he's got a little bit more versatility in the sense that, you know, on third and six, you can line him up as an edge rusher. You can drop him off the line and play him in space, do those sorts of things. Uh, Tony, real quick. I feel like in this draft, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison have been just automatically picked as the top two players in the draft. But while they, even though that they might not end up being the best players when it's all said and done at their, their own positions, could, is Malik Neighbors kind of in the same category as as Marvin Harrison, or is there a clear separation between one and two there? On my board, there's a clear separation. Marvin Harrison is is the top top player in the draft. It's not even close. I mean, because he's done so much for three years. Uh, he was basically, a, to be cliche about it, the, the straw that stirred the drink in that Ohio State offense. If you watched Ohio State last year, you know, Whenever they didn't throw him the ball, they couldn't move the ball. But when they did throw it to number 18, they were able to get the ball downfield into the end zone. He's big. He's fluid. He's natural. Obviously, he's got the bloodlines. I do like Malik Neighbors. You could say Malik Neighbors a little bit quicker, a little bit more explosive, maybe a little bit better running after the catch. But I think that Marvin Harrison is more of your game-controlling wideout. Tony, we appreciate the excellent insight. Hope the Combine Week has treated you well. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. That was Tony Pauline, consulting editor and NFL draft analyst with SportsKita.com. You can follow him on X at Tony Pauline. All right, up next, we're going to hit a life of squid, sir. Boo. boo. I just said boo because he did. Yeah. No, Sorry. I said it on purpose. All right. Well, in the life of squid, what a college, what a college football playoff of 14 teams could look like. And could there be a new manufacturer coming to NASCAR? Mm. All next on the best segment on sports radio, A Life of Squid on the Morning Chef. Yes, it is a lovely morning, isn't it? Now, more of The Morning Shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're back here on the morning shift, and I told you about those four-pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage Wednesday, which is happening on March 6th at Gas South District Arena. 
Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com, but you can call in right now to try to win that four-pack of tickets at 404-726-0929. Call now to try to win those. I'll announce the winner at the end of this segment. Man, I could I could talk to Tony Pauline all freaking day because, first off, he cracks me up the way he talks because he's very matter-of-fact and he's to the point. He yeah, doesn't beat around it. the bush at all, I which I could probably take a cue from uh, a little bit, but... He um he he's he's just he's so like his opinions and what he uh, the work he's done on these players he's so matter of fact there's no gray area he knows what he knows and he says it and he it. gives that and he gives his opinion and he doesn't waver at all um I I like Malik Neighbors a lot but the thing he said about Justin Fields is one of my red flags and I know people try to hear about Justin Fields but we're gonna talk about it till it either happens or he goes somewhere else because it could be something that we need to be on top of. But that said, what I heard Matt Aberflew say at the combine that it's it's a situation where they you know you need a guy that's good in third downs and good in in high stress situations. And then I see Dan Orlowski up here on ESPN saying, "Well, if I'm the Bears, I'd pick Jaden Daniels. I'd pick him right now." And then I hear Tony Pauline say. And this isn't anything personal against Justin Fields, but when I hear Tony Pauline say, well, he hasn't developed as a pocket passer. And then everybody else is telling me that Justin Fields comes here, we're automatically in the playoffs. Automatically win the division. I've heard, I've heard people on this radio station, I've seen national analysts say it. It's not just something. Well, which one is it? Because if, if he was that guy, the Bears had better talent than 7-10 and 10 last year, but that's what they went, Okay. You can't tell me that Cole Komet isn't a really good tight end in this league, and he's bet he played better than ours did last year. Can't tell me that DJ Moore is a better receiver than anybody we had as a receiver on our team last year because DJ Moore is. He's better than Drake. He's better than Pitts. Better than anybody we had last year. Khalil Herbert's not a bad back. The offensive line was his bad. So what what does Justin Fields coming here do that makes our team suddenly a playoff team? And that's what that's the red flag for me. He is an elite playmaker outside of the pocket. There is no doubt about that. But And he's elite with his legs running. No doubt about that. But why does he come here and automatically put us as a playoff team? Yeah. I don't have an answer for that. Um, my favorite part of that interview was asking about LeJarius Sneed. And and I'm not just th- I didn't just throw out LeJarius Sneed because, you know, he's just out there and I think the Falcons need some pieces in the secondary. He actually wrote and said the Falcons were hot on the trails of LeJarius Sneed. And he wrote that two weeks ago about the Falcons in the corner. And then two days ago, I, I literally will, will say this verbatim, teams will be lining up to speak about LeJarrius Sneed this week, and some squads hope to bring the quarterback in for a visit once the tampering period begins. The Atlanta Falcons still seem hot on the trail for Sneed. Now, what did he say? What did he say? There's going to be some news come out about that in the next two days. So And that, yeah, and that goes along with now he's got permission to seek a trade. Yeah. So, We'll see what ends up shaking out. Maybe he ends up uh, here. I'd like it. I'll have it. There. Can you imagine the secondary with mm. AJ and Jesse Snead? Bates and, Come on. And, and Snead. Yeah. I'll take it. Well, let me ask you this, though. You do that, you're going to pay him. Legereus Sneed's not going to come here and make nothing. All right? Oh, he's, um, he's, he's going to come here. <laughs> now, but what I mean is, is that I've heard it would break the bank. And then you kind of see that it won't break the bank. 
But if you have a Legereus Sneed here, what does that mean about A.J. Terrell? And what is his future? And what are you going to do with him? Because I, I think I think A.J. is is a really good player. I, you could say Legereus Sneed played better last year on a better defense. But the market value for Legereus Sneed is four years, $65 million, according to Spotrack, which is the website that I use a lot of because it's very good. And you're looking at 16 million uh, uh, average, uh, uh, you know, ABS, average, average salary. I would say that you push the extension for AJ off as long as you can, if well, that's you, the case. This is he, he, you're you're going into his fifth year. I know. So push it off as long as you can. I, <laughs> figure out <laughs> figure out that situation later. That's a problem for future Terry. You know, what <laughs> I mean? like, yeah, problem, Terry, problem for future Terry. I need Terry, to get out of there, Terry. No, I mean, I just I think Legere Sneed's a great player. I, I I think the same thing about AJ Terrell, but I think AJ is a, and I don't want to go too far on the limb about Legere's because it's not like I've watched his film like up up one side and down the other, but no one I know about him. I think AJ Terrell's a top forty corner in the league. I think he's higher than that, but yes. And I would say Legere's is probably a little bit higher than that. And so I, I you know, listen, you have to have the the Sneed Island if so, you need to. But let me ask you this: You go get Sneed, you go trade, you can pay Sneed because you're gonna pay him. Then you got to figure out AJ, and if you go get Fields, you got to pay him. You're definitely not getting an edge rusher in free agency at that point. It's going to be a guy that you have to draft, hopefully, unless we go get like come elite neighbors or something and totally throw everything off. But eventually, money's going to run out. So that's the only thing that scares me about signing another uh, high-profile free agent or soon-to-be free agent in free agency and paying them top money. That's the thing that scares me. Well, here's here's all I'll say, and we'll put it into this conversation. Raheem Morris knows secondary. He knows defense. He knows what players are good, what players are bad. And if he's looking at the situation going, we need Legereus Sneed and we're going to pay him this money, I fully believe him because he knows he knows what he's talking about. All right, well, I guess I'll believe you on that. <laughs> Hit it, Garrett. It's time for a look back. Into the mind of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on the morning shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. That's right. This is my segment and only... My segment. It's always funny when someone who forgets to turn their mic on half the times they speak on this show tries to criticize me for how I throw the stuff. Hmm, oh, was that a shot at you, Tiffany? Me? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. um, gotta thank my friends at the W Sauce with their brand new Mary Mix. That's right, Bloody Mary Mix, Key West style from the W Sauce. You can go to thewsauce.com and order your bottle today. That's right. You want to turn your mic on and say it in the, in the mic? Or you just want to yeah, keep talking off air? I mean, you manifested that, man. Like, I've been so bad today. Uh, literally what I was making fun of you for. All right. Now. Uh, and Eric, Eric, Eric Williams, big lesson of ours goes, I'm dropping uh, hell no to Justin Fields jewels on them. No, I'm not saying hell no. I'm only saying that don't tell me why you don't believe in rookies and why Justin Fields being in the NFL is this is this reason why he can come here and put us in the playoffs without acknowledging that there are red flags with that, just like there are red flags with signing Kirk Cousins and red flags with signing Russell Wilson, okay? There is no move that is 100% guaranteed 
to, to, to be the be-all, end-all. I'm just raising those because I think it's – I'm not going to sit here and just give you one side. I think it's fair to have both sides of the conversation. All right. Let me get to my teases. <laughs> oh, you actually turned your mic on to giggle in it. That's nice. Um, <laughs> college football is today. talking about a 14 playoff. We haven't even had a 12-team playoff yet. But already we've got the talk about a 14-team playoff. You want to know how it would work, Tiffany? I guess you're going to tell me. Well, I don't have a choice, I, yeah, right? You, you teased it, so. The Carry SEC on. would have three automatic qualifiers. The Big Ten would have three automatic qualifiers. ACC and Big 12 would have two autos. While the group of five would have one, you would have three at-large spots, probably most years from the SEC and Big 10, making up of those two uh, conferences. And then Notre Dame would have one spot only – only if Notre Dame is in the top 14 on Selection Day. Oh, man. I don't like any of this, dude. I'll be honest with you. I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. But why? Because I don't need but automatic why? qualifiers from certain conferences in certain places. I know they're doing that as part of the TV market. Right? It reminds me of the, the charter system in NASCAR. You don't just show up and qualify and get in the race. Like, now all of a sudden we get automatic. Yeah, you're going to be out there. So you can sell advertising and TV deals. I don't need that, dude. Give me the 14 best. I don't need three from the SEC and three from the Big Ten and two from the Big 12. It, what if there's not two good teams in the Big 12? What if there's not two good teams in the ACC? What if they stink? What if it's what if it's to the, the situation we had last year in the ACC where Florida State's beating Louisville and Louisville's not even near after that game what you think they might could be? I don't need that, dude. Like, give me the conference champions locked in for whatever it may be. Give me the, the group of five or whatever else they want to call it and then the next best teams. That, like, we don't have to make this any more complicated. And now money's getting involved, and TV deals are getting involved, and all these other people that think they need to have a piece of the pie are getting involved, and they're making it, uh, they're muddy in the water. I don't need it. Give me the best teams. I don't, I don't want to see 14. All right. That was a. Uh, Irritating. I'm very, tired. Like, I'm so tired tell. of money being. It's not what college football well, is. Well, money is what the uh, – some people will tell you – what college football is now. Some people will tell you money is what the, make, the world makes the world go round. Um, Unfortunately. All right, real quick. NASCAR is going to add another manufacturer, it looks like. Um, and some are saying it's all but a done deal for 2026 that Honda is going to be zoom. the newest manufacturer in NASCAR. How do we feel about that? Because I will tell you that that right now in what's the day? Leap Day, February 29th. I shout out my boy Wildflower. It's his birthday. He's a Leap Day baby. So that's weird. He only gets one like once every, what, eight years, seven years? Four. Four. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. Um, <laughs> math, math. If leap year. Sneaky. We have had Toyota and NASCAR for how long? Ten years now? Twelve years? Something like that? <laughs> Mike's losing it. It's just so funny that Bo brings up a topic and I answer him. He goes, whatever, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like, hurry, what, nine, seven, eight years? Uh, four. Who cares? Who cares? Who uh, cares? No, I mean, Honda being NASCAR, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. With, like, like, I don't Toyota care. came in. I know there's a lot of people out there that say they're not American-made, American-made. None of them are. No, no, I don't even think. The, I think the Ford Mustang is like 54% made overseas these days. So well, who cares at this point? Can I ask one thing, I'd though? rather have Dodge, but who cares? Can I ask one thing? When Honda gets in NASCAR... Can they not make their cars as quiet as their generators are? Because I don't want quiet cars on the race car uh, yeah. track, all right? I yeah. want them loud. You want them thunderous. I want to hear them. I okay. want my ears to hurt right. when I leave a racetrack. 
All right. I told you about those four pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage Wednesday at Gas South District Arena. We do have a winner to announce, and it is Connor from Buford. So congrats on winning that four-pack of tickets. By the way, you can still get yours at Ticketmaster.com. Up next, we've got Atlanta United fullback Brooks Lennon joining us here on the show. That's on the other side on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. We're going to get on down now. We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is the morning shift. Make some noise! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com via the guaranteed offer in your home today and start packing. We are going back to the WadeFord.com hotline. That is where we find Atlanta United fullback Brooks Lennon joining us here on the show. It's good to have you back with us. It's been a minute. Yeah, I know. It, it has. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to be back, though. Well, thanks. And so it's kind of weird, right? You guys come off the game against Columbus. Unfortunate loss up there. Now you have two weeks or not even two weeks, I guess just over a week, I should say, before the next matchup. Uh, what are you guys focusing on now during this time? Yeah, I think just cleaning up our mistakes uh, that we made against Columbus. Um, obviously, it was a disappointing result. You, you know, you always want to start the year, um, you know, with three points. But, yeah, just, just trying to clean up the things that, um, you know, we thought that we need to improve on uh, against the game um, you know, against Columbus, but yeah, we're, we're positive. We had a, a very good second half in that game and I thought we dominated, uh, you know, most parts of the game. So um, we're looking forward to our next, next game, especially because it's at home. I, I want to talk about that second half a little bit too. And, and, and the communication between you and, and, and they've done a nice job adding some new players, some new pieces to this lineup Brooks. And, and it seemed like it, it kind of got off to a little bit of a rough start. Uh, I know there was some, I don't know. I don't want to call them communication issues. I'll let you dive into that with Saba and, and some other guys uh, throughout the first half. But you guys really locked in in the second half, made some changes. What was kind of the key to to getting things off the ground there in the second half? Yeah, I think uh, we we did start a little slow, and um, you know we have to give credit to Columbus. They're coming off a, a championship winning season, and you know, they're at home on opening day, and um, you know they kind of had the the upper hand in, in that aspect of, of playing in front of their home fans, you know, right after their entire ring ceremony and, and things like that. So, um, you know, they, they, they started on the front foot and, you know, that, that happens on the road at times you're going to be under it. And, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to be on defense, um, you know, during for, for, for longer spells of the game. But um, I think we settled into the game, you know, pretty well and, uh, you know, had a, had a great, halftime and kind of cleaned uh, some things up tactically for us um, and, and started to put them a little bit more under pressure in the second half. And, you know, we did create opportunities in the second half uh, to, uh, to get a result, but no, we didn't, we didn't finish those opportunities. And um, yeah, obviously we, we weren't able to come out with three points uh, or even uh, a tie. And that's kind of what Gonzalo harped on after the game is, um, you know, yes, we did have a, a good performance in the second half, but that has to, to, to lead to points. I thought we were going to get that, Todd. Brooks, I know you joined uh, the team in 2020, and now you've kind of transitioned from a younger guy on the team to being one of these team leaders. How's that transition going for you? Yeah, it's been great. I'm, you know, really taking full advantage of, of being one of the more senior guys on the team and, and you know, looking to step into a, a leadership position. I'd, um, you know, be honored to be, you know, the next, 
the next club captain of, of Atlanta United. And that's obviously something I'm striving towards every day. And, um, you know, it, it, it starts with uh, my performance on the field and, and my work ethic and kind of leading by example. And that's kind of how I like to lead. Um, it's just through, um, you know, through my actions. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that too. And, and, and I want to talk about the leadership aspect uh, from a, from a different standpoint. And obviously, you know, there's guys on this team from all over the world, uh, from different countries, different backgrounds, and, and they kind of, you know, you guys kind of come together and you hang out for a few weeks, and then it's like, all right, let's go play some games. Yeah. Communication is such a big deal for you guys, though, defensively, offensively, talking to one another. Um, you know, what is that process like of kind of getting to know each other's cues? You might not, you know, everybody might not speak the same language, but you guys yeah. uh, are able to communicate on the field. Yeah, that's what preseason is all about. Um, you know, we spent two weeks down in Florida all together, you know, getting to, to bond. And, um, you know, we did a, a bunch of team exercises um, off the field in order to, to create that strong culture in the locker room um, and, you know, to get to know each and every one of, of your teammates on a personal level so that, you know, when you're on the field, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be verbal communication. You can um, kind of know what a guy likes to do. Um, you know, based on his personality and um, kind of his his traits a, a, as a player. So, um, you know, we we did use the time in preseason to to get to know one another uh, very well. And there's a lot of moving pieces this off season. We uh, you know we got rid of a lot of players that have been here for for a long time. And um, you know, it's not always super easy to transition. Um, you know, with a bunch of new players coming into the squad, but I think we've done a, a very good job at um, getting to getting to know one another, and um, hopefully that can lead to results on the field. Hey, Brooks, uh, so with the home game eventually getting here on March 9th, you guys <laughs> get... Seems like it's right? taking forever. I know. Uh, you guys get New England here, and then you'll get Orlando City at home, too, after that. Uh, what can, just starting the right, starting off with wins against New England and then Orlando City at home do for you guys as you go through the rest of the way yeah that's um you know there's two massive games for us especially because they're at home and you know we always back ourselves at, at the bends in front of our fans and um we always love how 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 much they push us to to get a result and uh the support they they always um you know give us as a as a team so we're really looking forward to these two two games and i think if we can come out with with two wins um you know, and, and have six points out of nine, I think we'd be happy with that. Brooks, Atlanta United's Brooks Lennon joining us here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Brooks, how is these guys, Williams and, and Gregerson, how have they meshed on that on the back line for y'all? Yeah, they've been great. They've been great. Um, you know, Stian has played a ver- at, a, at a very high level in Europe, and he's, he's coming into the MLS, which is a little bit uh, of a different style, but um, – you know, he's a, he's a great guy, uh, you know, really good personality. Um, and he, he's done very well for us. I, I'm happy with uh, how that transition's gone. And same, uh, you know, same as Derek. Derek has played in MLS, so he's a little bit more fam- familiar with the league than, than Sian is. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with, with those two guys. And, um, you know, I, I feel comfortable playing with them in the back line. Brooks, when you guys bring in some of these new guys, and, and listen, this is a little bit off the beaten path. What's what, what do you tell them about Atlanta? Like, do you, hey man, you got to go to Waffle House, you know, make sure you <laughs> make sure you hit this certain wing spot. Like, what what do you tell these guys about Atlanta, and what are some of the highlights for them as far as moving to a, a new town and a new country? Sometimes. Well, yeah, I think the the first 
you know, thing that I always like to kind of tell them and, um, you know, excite them about is, is, uh, you know, Mercedes Benz. I, I always, that's kind of always something that I, I like to brag about uh, to the new players coming in is, sure. is how amazing of a stadium we get to play in um, each week and, and how good our fans are. We don't, we, you know, we're, we're a lot different than a lot of other fan bases, uh, you know, across MLS. We have the best fan base in the league and um, the amount of people that we get uh, to play in front of on a weekly basis is, is really cool. So that's kind of how I start off um, my, uh, uh, my tour of Atlanta, I guess. <laughs> uh, you would say, but um, yeah. And then just kind of getting to know, um, you know, different guys and where they want to live. If they have, you know, family and kids or if they're single, um, you know, and just kind of mm. telling them the, the best spots around Atlanta, especially restaurants and things like that. boy. Hey, speaking of that, I'm going to ask, it might be a silly question, but it was something I thought about when I knew we were going to have you on. They just, re- they're replacing the turf this week at MBS. I know they do it every few years or whatever. Does it, can you tell a difference if you're playing on like a brand new uh, artificial mm-hmm. surface, or is it just you know status quo? No, yeah, you can definitely tell a difference. Um, you know, I think when you get to this level of of professional sports, you you, you notice every single detail. Um, you know, whether it be the field or um, you know if it's if it's artificial turf or or real grass. Um, you know how how long the, the grass is, if it's cut short or a little bit longer. So, you know, each, every single player notices every little detail, um, especially of the field. So I think it's good um, that we change out the turf uh, to, to, to get brand new turf every couple of years because it keeps it fresh. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're happy about it. Brooks, we look forward to seeing you guys back in action. Uh, thanks for joining us Let's do this it. morning. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate me. Appreciate you guys having me on. That was Atlanta United fullback Brooks Lennon joining us here on the morning shift. Atlanta United back in action at home at Mercedes-Benz Stadium against New England on March 9th. What a nice guy. Seems like it's a month away. Uh, can we call him friend of the show? Yeah, it's he's like been on. He's it's been on the couple. Time. He's been on more than any other Atlanta United player. Yeah, friend I was of, friend right. of the show. You want to crown him? Crown him. I just wanted to say, I just spit right there. I'm just glad you turned your mic on to say it because it was funny. <laughs> no, we appreciate him coming on. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we'll find out what's coming up on the Steakhouse. That's next on Sports Radio 1900 Game.